0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and here with me, as always, is my co host and wife, Catherine Weil Coker.
1: Good evening. Oh,
0: wow, you just interrupted me. I'm sorry. Are you just that excited?
1: I am. I need wine.
0: Wow. (laughs) It's been a long week, right?
1: Long week, long day. It's just getting longer.
0: Yeah, well, the, the days are getting shorter as you know. Oh yeah. as the, you know, we're we're headed straight to the end of the year. Um, but uh, thanks to everybody for joining us for another episode of the Long Finish. We're excited to be here um, and talk to you a little bit about wine, what's going on in our life at Esther's and with our our two kiddos, Catherine. As you know, we always recap or start the episode by recapping the uh, the bedtime of our two kids. So how was it tonight?
1: Oh, I know. Let me let me just say, to note to self: don't ever go into bedtime hungry. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you were
0: hangry. You were just hangry. <laughs>
1: it wasn't that bad, and then it just got worse and worse. Usually, I'm here at five to eat with the kids, and sometimes you eat with us. But I knew tonight today was going to be a longer day at work. I didn't come home till five thirty, so I didn't eat with them. Then just went right into bed, bath, and the um, mode. Yeah, everything. And and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to rip my head off. And I had to get like two handfuls of almonds and banana chips and just pretzels. And saw some cranberries go in the old
0: mouth hole.
1: Still not working. Uh, Still
0: hungry. You just need the Snickers.
1: If we had that, I fully would have eaten. Prop- I
0: had a Snickers earlier this week, and it was delicious. It, it Shout was, out to Snickers, who's not a sponsor of the show.
1: Uh, it was for sure my top get on Halloween was the Snickers. And the Snickers ice cream bars, those were unreal. They used to have those at the gas station near, like, two blocks from my house growing up.
0: Would you rather go Snickers candy bar or Snickers ice cream bar?
1: In a death duel. I (laughs) I would do the ice cream bar.
0: Ice cream bar is pretty delicious. It is. It's like the one candy bar that's transitioned really well. It's matured into an ice cream bar very beautifully.
1: I wish we had one right now.
0: Doesn't go well with wine, Catherine. You know that as a sommelier. You
1: know what? Let's make that our next quest. What wine does go well with <laughs> <That's laughs> Snickers ice be, cream bar? That's great.
0: That's going. That's going to be our new episode. Is how to pair Snickers ice cream bar with a wine. <laughs> it's a great challenge.
1: Every week we try a new wine, and
0: yeah, it's just like a, like a David Letterman segment where like, oh does God. this wine taste good with Snickers ice cream bar? <laughs> so your your favorite your favorite. Halloween candy was a Snickers. Yeah.
1: Uh, I also like, like uh, the Reese's Cups. Of course,
0: classics. I yeah. Mean, for me, like if we're talking like Halloween, I was always, um, you know, I never, I don't think I've ever ordered, or, by order, I don't go to a gas station to <laughs> order a candy bar, but, uh, but I think, I was always, I always look forward to like an Almond Joy, because I don't think I've ever mm. actually bought an Almond Joy in my entire life, but i Really loved an almond joy when I got it. Love in almond
1: joy in mounds too. No, 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 no. There's a
0: no. Don't, oh. do, don't do that. <laughs> don't you dare do that. <laughs> I said almond joy. I did okay. not say mounds. Okay. The almond is the great separator of that candy bar. It um, is the separator. It is the the. It's the definitive difference, and it's the reason almond joys are greater than a mounds.
1: Well, you're a nut guy.
0: Sometimes I feel like a nut, and sometimes you don't. But I always feel like. And not i know you basically cashew. are peanut
1: butter inside when someone cuts you <laughs> yeah. up, that's what's gonna be in there
0: my autopsy report will be body turned 95 percent <laughs> crunchy peanut butter
1: this is what happens people when you don't eat and then for a long time and then you stuff your face with noodles like thai noodles that you <laughs> that you order really quick to eat and I have to have a glass of wine.
0: Well, let's. Speaking of wine, let's go ahead and talk about the. Let's introduce the wine tonight, and then we'll go into the bedtime segment.
1: We have to talk about Teutonic Wine Company. I mean, there are many, many wines I love by husband-wife team, but this just. And we're like, going to take them shout all. Shout it out to me. We're going to drink them all. over the <laughs> That's course our of this new podcast. theme every week. <laughs> um, Teutonic Wine Company. I love so many of their wines. Gosh, they're beautiful. They're located in Oregon. They're on the cold coast in Oregon. Um, This particular wine is their Rosé 2018 uh, from Laurel Vineyard in Chehalem Mountains. And it is truly delicious. A juicy rosé, like a little bit darker color. A little more body to it than some, a little more to it, and super versatile. We just opened this. I am lugging it.
0: Uh, Would you say that, you know, now that we're in the heart of fall, that's still okay to be drinking rosé? I mean, because of this one, I guess, because it has more body, like you said, a little more, you know... Yeah, I think I
1: think rosé is year-round for sure. Obviously, we drink a lot more of it in summer because it's hot out, but um, there are fall and there are even winter rosés. More body, uh, more savoriness to it. Maybe rose, sometimes rosés from other places. Uh, some, like, Italian rosés that I love... Uh, this is Pinot Noir of Rosé from Oregon, or I think a, like a Tavel style from Southern France. So, what's, a,
0: what's Tavel style?
1: Tavel is a little appellation in Southern France that tends to produce much more full-bodied rosés like Grenache Syrah or grenache Movedra rosés as opposed to the lighter styles of provence which are lighter in color and a little more like floral and minerally and just delicate.
0: Um I mean I'm I'm a fan of obviously rosé all year long. It's still here, in, you know, California we're still getting some some warmth. So mm, um This
1: is yummy.
0: Yeah, well you, you know, you have had a day and wine's often taste even better after you've had a
1: day. I mean, the thing about wine is the place and time when you're drinking a wine has so much influence on how you feel about it.
0: Yeah, so a little bit of um, emotionality in, is embedded in the wine tasting experience. You
1: Absolutely. Know, memory,
0: sense, sensation.
1: I think it goes both ways. Sometimes, like you're having this really special moment for your engagement and you want to have some special wine and so you remember that wine forever because it was the wine you had on that special day. And sometimes you're just here on a weekday night like blah, blah, blah and you have this amazing wine and we'll just, wow, remember that night we had that wine and it, that wine made that day special.
0: I will say that you have a special ability unlike anyone I've ever known to remember where you had a wine for example we had a wine last night that you loved and we loved and you said remember when we had this first we had this at a night when we went to a restaurant called astus in santa monica which is no longer up and running which is about four years ago and that's just a i mean i did not remember that (laughs) um and i just that's just something that you are and i guess it's. Part of why you are so good at your job is that you were able to remember time and place for when you had a wine.
1: That's um, one of my favorite things. I mean, I have that, that's like sens- it's sentimental for me. Um, but I also just have that kind of memory. And when I meet people, I remember what kind of wine they like and they love, which is so helpful in their wine bar. Super wine helpful. Shop. I
0: remember a story you told me once where you were a server at Rustic Canyon and you saw a guest. They came in and used to dine at a restaurant you worked in in New York called August Restaurant in the West Village, which is no longer there, but was amazing. And you said, "Hi, I remember you. You used to order the X and Y at August Restaurant." And the person sort of freaked out, like you were like Penn and Teller, uh, or like David Blaine of um, you know restaurant uh, recognition.
1: I know. I don't want to freak you out, but yeah, I know what you ordered. I mean, <laughs> it's like we saw a Creepy. friend. Well, we saw a friend um, a couple of weeks ago. He came to Esther's to meet us, and he ordered. Uh, I ordered a glass of wine. He said, "I'll have that." I said, "Oh, you know, I know have, I haven't seen you in a long time, but actually, you're gonna like this because you used to order X, Y's. You know." And I was like, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Just trust me. Trust me. Trust me."
0: It's very true. <laughs> I remember that. I was there um no it's a really a special skill and i i you know as a person my memory is nothing like yours i remember basically only facts and figures i'm only built for jeopardy and so you know it's great to have you like a a little pocket wine person
1: i mean i admire that so much i would love to remember some fact like or some historical moment and i fail and I just feel like a person who never went to school or anything. I don't know. It's not connected to a moment or an emotion or a th- I don't know. I just, I block those out. I don't have enough space. Well,
0: hopefully, our kids will have some combination of our two brains. Yeah, that'd And be awesome. speaking of our kids, let's go ahead and um, recap uh, the night. Thoughts on tonight? Let's give a grade, oh, a rank.
1: Yeah. That's right. I was hungry. Um, <laughs> you wanted to black that out because you're so hungry. <laughs> I was like that's yeah. just a good one. Um, for me, I would say tonight was a real maybe four for me.
0: Mm. I agree with you. I would probably say a little bit higher. I say a five. So let's say five and a half. So we'll say four point seven five five. So to me, of all the episodes we've done, which is five, this is the second worst night that we've had. But I'm sure there are many worse nights in store for for us.
1: And the nights that will never be recorded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are getting lucky. Well, you know, you you and I, because we we tape we tape the show from our living room, as I've said um, in the past. We tape it after our kids go to bed, and I, you know, I pull the technology out from under our bed and I set it up and break it all down. So the sooner we can do it, the better. But um, no, it's a great. This is a great opportunity for us to uh, unwind and and talk about wine. So can I, in that spirit, can I have a little more wine? And I want to talk about the theme for tonight, which is husband and wife teams
1: yeah, so, working together. Well, I chose this wine because Barnaby and Olga run this together. And Barnaby was a wine buyer in Portland, fell in love with Riesling, said, Honey, Olga, his wife, we have got to make some wine together. And eventually they figured out how to do that. And now that's what they do. They're obsessed with German and Alsatian-style wines. And that's all they make from old vineyards, cold vineyards, high altitude, dry farmed. Um, Gosh, it's delicious. And I I hope they love working together because they're making something really beautiful. You know, you would think, like, hopefully the process is as good as the result.
0: Well said. I think... um one thing I love, and I, you know, I, I'm such a, a visual person and I do like simple things. You know, you, you're, t- you're taught pretty early like not to buy wines because of the label. However, I think labels are very important. You and I, when I was tasting wines, when we when we opened Esters, I was always giving an added bonus to like, oh wow, they, this is a fully thought out package. Like, the color of the wine is beautiful. The label looks good, and I think Teutonic's label is iconic. I think it's just a cool.
1: It's so pretty.
0: It's a pretty label. The we'll
1: bottle p- shape too. Yeah. is an ode to their German and Alsatian love.
0: It's very well thought out, and I'll, we'll put a picture of this on our uh, social platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website. Um, and, and this is a wine that you can, you should be able to find um, in places throughout the country. Um, hopefully. Definitely. So go go, at, go out there to your local wine purveyor and ask if they have Teutonic, Oregon. Pinot Rosé, or, or try any of their wines. I mean, you, you, you any recommend- of
1: their wines. Like some of their white wines are just uh, a lot of them aren't totally dry. A lot of them have just a hint of sweetness to them. Um, they are lower alcohol, which is great. Anywhere from like nine to twelve percent, which and and that's for all their wines, reds included, which is great because you can have that extra glass. You don't feel bad. Um, And their reds tend to be lighter and on the crunchier side. They they don't get as much ripeness from the sun. They get more ripeness from hang time and really, really deep roots and ripeness from the soil. So uh, there's just a different kind of wine. I met Barnaby. He is just a special special guy he fills out the name Barnaby like no other person I've been thinking
0: about the name Barnaby recently because I have an actor friend who I haven't seen in years Barnaby Carpenter um, we did a play together in New York and I love the play and I was like I wonder what Barnaby Carpenter's up to I love that name and such not, a good name now the name Barnaby to be a winemaker named Barnaby in Oregon seems Perfect, it yep. just seems apropos, and he,
1: and he looks just like he's like your height, yeah. he's like 6'5, big guy, super rustic.
0: It's all me. She's describing me too, by the way. I'm also uh super rustic,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when was the last hike you did? 1991. It, it'll be the first
0: hike that I did, <laughs> I that's for sure. <laughs> <I>
1: said- <laughs> Um, but he's just, just kind of like a quirky guy, lover of life. And I imagine that she's the same, although I don't know her, but if working together means you both get to fulfill your dream, then I think that's pretty cool.
0: If you are a married couple out there or, you know, um, a couple in a relationship and you happen to work together, you know, shoot us an email or a tweet or an Instagram DM and just let us know what that experience is like. We're intrigued. To hear about how we can do this better, or or if we should stop doing it altogether. Um, but I'm curious to know, Catherine, um, just early thoughts about when we decided to, or when you were given the opportunity to open Esther's, and why you wanted to bring me in.
1: For me, I need a lot of collaboration. I love collaboration with with um, my in my relationship, like in my marriage we're collaborating, we're constantly talking about how we do things together. And I love that in my work too. And so if I'm going to go spend so much time over there making this thing, I want you to do it with me.
0: Yeah, we spent a lot of time together. And there was a couple... Do do you have any memories where... um, uh, Like fond memories of us working together? And do you have any... I remember a couple of times where we kind of got into it early in the process. Um, We really got into it.
1: I do remember. Well, I think... Up to the opening was mostly just, like, fun. Great, like, planning. Just dreaming. Just dreaming. Creative mode, yeah. Yeah. Then, actual opening. Well, that's that's when it gets real. Because I have to be there, and I have X, Y, Z to do, and there's pressure on me. And then I felt the pressure from you, too, and we just have different styles of communicating <laughs> under pressure um but we luckily had like really good friends that were working with us that would help us through those moments i i think that was a big deal and then learning like which took has taken maybe up till kind of recently when and how we talk about work that's outside that's, a, of that's work.
0: a very good point i think you and i and maybe people in general, have, or at least I know that I do, have a tendency to sort of like, I could be watching a show and they could turn to you and say, hey, what do you think if we did this at Esther's? And your your mind is just not ready to, to start thinking about that. So we've had to be very specific about saying, hey, I love you. Now is not the time to talk about this. Can we please talk about this at X time in the morning or tomorrow?
1: And it, and that that was actually advice that we got from... Josh and Zoe was like, have a space and time or rules that you don't talk about work. But when the restaurant was open and we couldn't do that, it was just all crazy all the time. But I got pregnant. We got pregnant shortly after opening. And so then going away to have the baby, that was like the time of like, okay, now there has to be a little separation. Because this new home life is so intense too and overwhelming. We have to set some boundaries here. Otherwise, my brain will explode.
0: I agree. I think the two, the the things I've learned the most, and this is maybe for all people who work in collaborative environments that are ongoing. Sometimes projects in TV and film are finite. But this is a continual, a growing, a living, breathing thing. And I've had to learn, um, like you said, when to communicate things and also not to communicate with so much volume because as you said in the past sometimes we're just not built to 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 add, to do 10 things. So there's things on my right. list I've been pitching these from year 1 they're still not happening. I just got to kind of suck it up. This is this is this is part of the the husband and wife team or the partner thing um the husband and husband thing, the wife wife thing, whatever whatever it is out there. Um but I wanted to ask you before we uh put a button on this uh topic Do you have, like, a favorite memory of working together?
1: Well, one of my favorite moments that I remember is um, the first year that we were open, and we were open about a month, and we spent our anniversary at Esther's. We were working together, and it was our second anniversary, and Chef Jeremy Fox made us-
0: Who helped us open the restaurant. He was our executive
1: chef upon opening. Amazing. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember. I th- if it was beef bourgognon. I think it was vin. Oh, it was vin, And he made it for us, and he brought it over like in the pot. front. He made it a rustic canyon. He, we put it in bowls and in the lounge, and we opened a bottle of champagne from our home. A champagne that we had gotten on our trip to France the year before um, that we were excited to try. Do you remember it? I'm so embarrassed because... All you talked about was what a great memory. Yes, stumped her. Yeah, we'll have to dig into the vault. We'll dig into the vault. I can picture the label right now. It was it was a biodynamic champagne, which of that is a very short list, so I will find it very fast. It was great. It was great, and that was just such a fun. Like we couldn't go out for our anniversary, and there we are sitting in the lounge enjoying it at Esther's. It was special.
0: The memory I have, you know, it was a pleasure to, obviously, that that, that the opening was so much fun. I often think about the times and the preparation where you and I went to about six or seven flea markets in a row. Oh, that was fun. (laughs) You know, Rose, Rose Bowl twice, I think, Long Beach twice, Santa Monica. Just a total pleasure to pick up some of the things that you can now see in the restaurant, including... I, I'm a big collector of glassware and uh there there we th- we thought at first we were gonna be selling some of the glassware from the flea markets. But they're still there. We haven't sold them.
1: Well part of the reason is because I never put a price There's tag no on. There's no price tag it. on them,
0: so <laughs> we don't know how if we've forgotten how much I paid for them. <laughs> so they're still sitting there. So come in. If you're if you're ever in the Esthers area and you hear this podcast, come in and take a look. They're really beautiful. Um and, and make, we
1: have some really cool old, old corkscrews too. Yeah, those it's, are neat. All too. the
0: stuff in this little retail section is all from our time um going to flea markets that and picking fun. up things. It was really fun. Yeah. So So for those of you who are interested in getting into you know business with your partner, um, just know uh it's hard. There's some arguing, there's definitely some yelling. Um, but if you can communicate well, I've certainly gotten better over the years. Both
1: of us have um, yeah, me too. That
0: you, can, that you can start to figure stuff out. So we're trying every day. But um, anyway, t- kudos to all the uh, the partner teams out there, including the owners of Teutonic.
1: Barnaby and Olga, shout out to you because we love your wines.
0: Can I have a little bit more before I move oh, yeah. into the inspiration page? So <laughs> as we move into the uh, – this bottle has no chance of not being uh, completely finished uh, during this episode. All right, so we're going to move to our moments of inspiration, what's inspired us this week. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to stick in the Pacific Northwest. Not quite Oregon, but close enough. Um, And for those of you who know me, know that I'm a big music fan. I love going to see live concerts. Um, I'm passionate about seeing um, music acts in various stages of their careers. A lot of times when they're kind of uh, getting bigger, go across town to see shows in Highland Park or Silver Lake, Los Feliz, Hollywood. It doesn't matter. It's just something I'm passionate about. I see 25, 30 shows a year. Don't see as much theater as I did in New York. I try to substitute that with live theater or, sorry, live music acts to fulfill my joy of seeing people perform and create things in real time. And uh, I just bought tickets this week to see a band called Chastity Belt which is from Walla Walla, Washington, an area I know Catherine has some familiarity with.
1: I do. My brother went to college there.
0: Whitman. That's it. So uh, this band, Chastity Belt, is a great band. I believe it's uh, an all-female group. Their new album is self-titled, Chastity Belt. But they have some great tracks, some great old tracks. I believe Different Now is an amazing track in Seattle Party. All these great uh, great songs that they make, and this album is no different. Um, so if you're into um, kind of checking out new music, check out Chastity Belt and their Canon. Catherine and I are going to see them in February. Um, just always love seeing some live music, new music, and um, you'll probably be hearing me talk about this a lot during this sort of moment of inspiration. So, I'm so out, excited to see them. Yeah, shout out Chastity Belt. Um, Catherine, what do you have this week?
1: I am inspired this week by my mommy and me group. I'm inspired by that group every week. I go to a mommy and me that is um uh, was started by a woman named Donna Holleran. It's a company called Baby Group and she leads weekly support discussion groups for moms. Usually each week is centered around a topic. Now I'm in a second time mom's group and I was in a first time mom's group with Bo And it's inspiring because there are other moms going through the same thing as I am and different versions. uh, They have different challenges, but we're all there to support each other and offer suggestions or just listen. Um, And I always come away with new ideas about what's going on in terms of development or different solutions to a problem or most importantly more compassion for my children because i feel like i have a better understanding of what might be going on with them rather than just feeling frustration because i'm i i can't change something or i don't know what's happening so it's such such a joy, so inspiring for me every week, and um, it's making me a better parent.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you can have empathy for yourself, but it allows you to understand. You know what? I'm 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 not alone in this. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing everything I can, and ev- other people are experiencing the same
1: thing. It it it's so powerful. It, you know, a few weeks ago, she said maybe someday this won't exist because there will be just chat groups or online groups. But there, that is so different than being in the same room with people and. Sharing a connection live and trying to solve a problem and all sharing in the same energy that's happening in a place, that's just special. And that feels like as old as time. You know, moms and aunts and grandmothers all together talking about families and And how to do things.
0: uh, You know, some dads I know have gone a couple times. And dads. Including me.
1: They always welcome dads. Always welcome
0: dads. Shout out to dads. Uh, going to the uh, baby Yay, groups, dads. No, it's a really good group, <laughs> and um, you know, you know that we've met some very good friends through that group, and um, it's uh, it's r- really been a great part of our life for the past couple of years.
1: It is. It's important to find inspiration in all areas of your life: work, marriage, personal, and as a parent. It's a new job. It's a new role, and I think just like walking into it blindly is one option but like looking for other resources and inspiration to fill you up so you can be a better parent for me that's the way to go
0: No, i like that that's cool all right that does it for another episode of the long finish thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to our show we're hoping to bring a little fun and and enjoyment to to your week and hopefully you're opening a bottle of wine and listening to us um, so we'll try to, to keep posting pictures of the wines that we drink. Maybe you can go out and find it, drink it along with us as we chat, um, and be sure if you have a chance to uh, rate, review our show. We love reviews. Subscribe to our, sh- uh, to our show, to wherever you listen to podcasts. And Catherine, where can they find you on social media?
1: At Catherine Weill Coker on Instagram and Catherine Weill Coker on Facebook
0: where can they find the long finish
1: the LongFinish dot com or we're on soundcloud or itunes or you can find us at the long finish on instagram or facebook
0: yep we're working on something for twitter too we're we're kind of battling a couple names at the moment Um, but you can also uh, find us wherever you're listening to podcasts Uh, we're on spotify soundcloud stitcher google play itunes so uh, thanks for checking us out you can find me at, at Tug Coker on Twitter, at Tug Coker on Instagram. And for if you want to dabble and see what I've done uh, in my entertainment career, you can go to uh, tugcoker.com. Check that out. Um, and, again, thanks for joining us. We're excited to bring you another episode next week. Enjoy another bottle of wine. Introduce that bottle of wine to you. And until then, have a great week and happy drinking.
1: Ciao.